Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of True Crime Time. I'm Megan, and today we have special guest Lou, who Hi. was supposed to be the first guest on a full episode of TCT. However, he is now the second, which I'm sure is still an honor and a privilege. Um, our very first episode with guests um, Christine Apparano and Lieutenant Steve Spears was the last episode about the unsolved case of Princess Doe. Please check that out if you haven't. You might actually know something that can help. So that's pretty cool. Also, Lou and I did a short for IGTV in, I think that was like October? Is that October? Mm, a few months back. Yeah. September? Whatever. Um, that was about the top five U.S. serial killers by body count. So head over to the True Crime Time Instagram on Facebook. Um, or Instagram. I think I said that. To check that out. We're going to do a quick commercial now because this case is based on a timeline and is also very tragic. So I don't want to interrupt it once we start talking about it. So we're going to do a quick commercial. I'll see you on the other side. Today we are going to talk about the tragic 2009 Taconic State Parkway crash um, and the events surrounding it. I have pulled information from a bunch of different sources, notably and probably what most people are familiar with, the 2011 documentary, There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane, um, as well as Jackie Hance's book, I'll See You Again, and of course, Reddit and good old Wikipedia. So let's start by laying out the story and timeline. At about 9.30 on Sunday, July 26, 36-year-old Diane Schuler, her two children, ages 5 and 2, and her three nieces, ages 8, 7, and 5, left the Hunter Lake Campground in Parksville, New York, which is considered upstate New York. She was driving her brother Warren's red Ford Windstar that she borrowed for the trip. Her husband Daniel left at the same time in his truck with a dog and boat, we think. Um, they were headed back to their home on Long Island. Wikipedia tells us that was in West Babylon. Diane was going to drop off the girls, um, her nieces, again, in Floral Park. Is that Queens? Does that count as Queens? That's a, it's a border. I guess Floral Park's definitely Nassau County, but okay. it's like closer to Queens than we are. Sure. <laughs> okay. So just to give a little bit of idea of, of how things were supposed to flow. So... Diane stops after the campground at McDonald's to get everyone breakfast, uh, left there, and then stopped at a gas station and went inside. She can actually be seen on surveillance, walking in, looking around, then asking the clerk something. Allegedly, she asked for some kind of over-the-counter pain reliever, uh, which the gas station did not have, so she left. Diane left the town of Liberty, where both the McDonald's and the gas station were, uh, just after 11 a.m. So... Here's kind of how the timeline goes. 9.30, leave campground. 9.56 is when they hit the Liberty New York McDonald's. 10.46 um, was when they arrived at the Sunoco gas station, which is also in Liberty. Then at 10.58, they leave the gas station and head south on Route 17. At 11.37, Diane calls Jackie Hans, mother of the three girls in the car. That's Emma, Allie, and Kate. She called to let them know they were running late. They talked about the weekend. You know, it was a good weekend. Everyone had a nice time. Uh, play, one of the girls was in, I believe it was the oldest. Um, play tickets for the next weekend. Things like that. At 11.45, a witness sees Diane bent over on the side of the road as if she was throwing up. 
Um, then at Interstate 87 at 12 p.m., witnesses notice aggressive driving, but state the maneuvers were executed with a kind of precision or deliberation. This was something that I'm not sure if this actually happened because I read a couple different um, timelines, so I just wanted to put it in. You know, hopefully it's accurate. Mm -hmm. 12.08, um, there was a call with Jackie Hance, but that's all the information I could find on that. There are other calls with them that we'll get into. Uh, 12.13, Harriman Toll Plaza, where other witnesses witness, as they do, because they're witnesses, aggressive driving, honking, and so on. 12.30, about, um, there's a witness who pulled into the same rest area as Diane, and she noticed her get out of the car and lean over as if she was going to be sick. 12.55. But no confirm confirmation that she was sick. That's true. She looks like it, but we don't. It's one of no one actually ever saw her throw up, but yeah. she was bent over. I guess that was the second time mm -hmm. from what I said before. Okay. So 1 p.m., Diane calls Jackie Hans again, and this one is like for sure, not as the other one. She sounds disoriented. They're on the phone for... Oh, it got weird on my screen. Two, it says two to 12 minutes. That's not good detective work on my part. <laughs> two to <laughs> The call ends abruptly. Um, but then Warren Hans, that's so Jackie's husband and the father of the girls in the car, calls Diane back. Warren said she didn't really sound like herself and at one point called her by her husband's name and he could also hear the kids crying in the background. Warren told Diane to stay where they were which I believe was just after that Harriman troll, uh, troll plaza, toll plaza. Yeah. <laughs> plaza. And, um, Emma then takes the phone, um, and she's on the phone with her dad and she tells her parents there's something wrong with aunt Diane. They were by the Tarrytown exit at that point at 1 10 PM, three wrong numbers are dialed from Diane's phone at 1 15 PM. Warren calls Diane, but it goes to voicemail. Diane's phone at that point had actually been left on top of a guide rail just off the Tappan Zee Bridge tolls um, after that prior call she had just had with Warren. So according to the documentary, the route she took up to the Tappan Zee Bridge is consistent with the way she would normally come home. Then she got off the highway. And just to give you a better idea, she was supposed to be driving east and south, but she drove north to the Taconic uh, Parkway instead. Mm -hmm. So she came on the exit ramp. Witnesses claimed that driving was determined. There was no braking or hesitation. So around 1.30, she enters going south in the northbound lane, going about 70 to 80 miles per hour. She drives her about 1.7 miles in the fast lane, and at about 1.35 p.m., hits a Chevy Trailblazer head-on. The Trailblazer then hits a Chevy Tracker. The Schuler vehicle goes off the road, begins to burn. There are eight fatalities. The three men in the trailblazer, Michael Bastardi, Guy Bastardi, and Daniel Longo. And then Diane Schuler, her daughter Erin Schuler, and Jackie and Warren's three girls, Kate Hans, Allison Hans, and Emma Hans. Brian Schuler was sent off immediately to the hospital uh, hospital. It's not a word. He is severely injured, but he survives. So obviously, all the families are devastated they are heartbroken they are planning funerals they're trying to make sense of the accident and mourning the losses of their family members but then the autopsy results on diane came back 
Her blood alcohol content was 0.19%. The legal limit is 8% or 0.8%, um, which we learn, and they state in the documentary, that's the equivalent of 10 drinks. She also had high levels of THC, which most of you know, I'm sure, is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. More shocking still, she had six grams of undigested alcohol still in her stomach. So let's begin. Okay. <laughs> let's let's start up. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. So I wanted you to, you know, we wanted you to get all the facts out there first. All the put facts. the whole timeline out there. And even just listening to it, so um, you know, I watched that documentary, Something's Wrong with Aunt Diane, which you guys can find on YouTube or I'm sure uh, like A&E or PBS, like wherever. I watched it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, where, I don't know who originally uh, put it out there. But, I think uh, HBO. Was it HBO? I so, think so, so yeah. it's there's, But it, you can just go on YouTube and it's there. I didn't realize that I'm 36 years old, so it just, that was just weird for me. Like, That's weird. You know, 10 years ago, she was 36. Obviously, she's, she's dead. But like of all the things you were saying, I was like, oh. I got you. That might, it might, like, triggered hypochondria for me. I was like, am I going to die this year? Like, so, anyway. I hope not. No, me too. Bummer. And, um, but anyway, yeah. So, all the facts, all the timeline. And as you were going through, I was trying to think, like, okay, like, I, I've watched this several times. I'm sure you've watched it several times. I also read Jackie Hance's book. Yes. Because once you uh, pointed it out to me a few months back, I said, let me watch that documentary. I'm, I think I kind of remember it, and I got obsessed with it, mm-hmm. and I watched it probably ten times. Before, and That's reason, a lot of times. reasons for you know, uh, we'll obviously like to you know go over all those reasons now because of how we all you just described the tragedy for those of you guys who who know about it, and, and I know a lot of people probably do. All these kids died. You know, four kids were killed, which that just makes it ten times worse than it actually is. But then, even Diane, who's the only person who can probably tell us what happened, is dead. Yeah. These three guys who just happened to be going to dinner. That's what they were going. They were going to dinner. They died. Weren't they so, like fishing or something that day early? Uh, on the doc- in the documentary, the the I think um, the what uh, his sister says that um, they had met. They they'd gone back on Facebook about like oh heading to my sister's house for dinner. Right. And right. Uh, so like it was just like a BS like Sunday you know Italian Sunday dinner yeah. You know, we Italians like to do eat, eat a pasta on Sunday. Sure. And they're just driving down the road and they have no idea and. You know, I, we obviously want to go through the timeline in, in, a, in a bit of order, but, you know, uh, so it's really serious. But Diane Schuler is the only one who can answer the questions sure. that we're going to try to. I have we have our theories. There's a lot of theories. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's so much that that's going on that had to have gone on that day. One of the first things that you notice that they talk about in the documentary and several other places. Her husband, Danny, and sister-in-law, Jay, both of them are convinced that some kind of medical event had to have occurred. And the first time I watched this, before I had all the information, I immediately started wondering if there was some kind of medical event that could occur that could, like, mimic those results. Like, does your if your liver shuts down or Mm -hmm. something happens with your brain, can something, you know, make your blood alcohol weird like i don't know i was just... there is a there is it's called brewery syndrome i think there's something called it's called brewery brewery syndrome and she <laughs> did not she did not have that where 
any food you eat that contains sugar, so carbs or anything, sure. will because I, I looked at the same thing, and That's there what is I thought, a very right rare thing. Right. And sh- no, Diane Shuler does not have anything like that. Well, what happens is people eat like a bagel, and they start burping up like they start smelling like booze. Really. And they actually show symptoms of not so much drunk but hungover. Okay. They get hungover from sugar, and the fridge turned on. Yeah, there's the fridge if you guys. But yeah, no, she had. Uh, she was, again. Um, so all right. So how do you want to do? it? You want to start. The timeline at the beginning, nine thirty in the morning, and yeah, I and mean, start speculating wildly. Let's wildly speculate, and you guys, this is all. Sorry, everyone, I don't want to limit it to guys. Yeah, but it's this is opinion. I like to think it's opinion based on facts, um, but Definitely. we we are going to wildly speculate, and please don't sue me. So, but we're not gonna talk shit on anyone too much, maybe. Um, so in the morning, what happened prior to leaving? Yeah. According to Danny, what happened that weekend according to Danny? So that's kind of, I think, the place where it all began. I think the documentary kind of starts with that at that press conference. Mm-hmm. He talked about they had coffee, right? He said maybe one, maybe two cups of coffee. Now, that particular press conference, but particularly to me, is annoying because of Dominic Barbara. So, like, the Howard Stern famous He's going to sue us right now. Yeah, well... Just for you saying. I mean, <laughs> I just... Because, like, you know, what is, is... Is Danny saying complete fact, or is he doing that thing where it's like, say this, but don't say this, because... Because there were occasions in the documentary where Dominic's telling him, no, don't yeah. answer, and he's answering. So, two cups of coffee, get the kids woken up, do the routine that you would do. I mean, you've ever gone camping. Like, that's what you do. It's like days of day we have to leave. Yeah. Let's get everything done quick and get the hell out of here. The other thing I kind of find is weird about that, it just actually just occurred to me, is that the first the thing he says at the press conference, the first thing he says, not the first thing, but he says, she's not an alcoholic. But was anyone asking that question right away? What, like, what, maybe wouldn't they have been asking, was she drinking that day? Why jump to that so fast? I get, like, the big picture, too. Like, mm-hmm. they want to confront him about that. But also, I think why the, jump so fast? I don't know. You're right. The, the press conference was, I guess, a... They wanted to hear what he had to say about the bottle being found. Because that was... Sure. That's why, in, in the documentary, Jay uh, and and Danny are talking about how... And I, Jay makes a good point. It's kind of, I guess, a like a rudimentary thing that like anyone would make up you know if you're watching the news and they found a bottle and maybe they just thought like okay two and two crash bottle sure they found a bottle in the car and some people because i went back and forth with this a lot personally and that's something that um when i started telling everyone about it because i wanted to know what people's thoughts were um they were saying oh but they found a bottle in the car but i my point with that is they're driving a van that doesn't have enclosed like an enclosed trunk. It mm-hmm. could have potentially been in the trunk yeah. and flown anywhere in the car after the impact. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, clearly at this point, she had to have been drinking something. Mm-hmm. She had to have. Yeah. So whether it was that or something else is kind of inconsequential. It doesn't matter where the bottle was, I don't think. Exactly. Um, well, okay, so in reference to the press conference, yes. at that point it was just an answer to, we found a broken bottle of booze, right. and the car's on fire, and people have died, what's going on? Sure. So I think, yeah, that was a knee-jerk reaction. Um, and, I mean, I try to put myself, even for a guy like Danny, who 
feel how you want to feel about like what took place. I don't. I, he just. He, he, it's hard to like the guy. He is a piece of work. It's hard to like the guy. Yeah. However, in that moment, that's all. You know, this is all footage after the fact. Right. And they just kind of the documentarians put it together. So you're just like your wife is gone, your kid is gone, yeah. your other kid is still in bad shape. You're just sort of like distraught. But I feel like a lot of what he said that initial time is part of what he believes to be the truth and also what he's been coerced to say. Sure, that for, makes sense. You know. The other thing, and not, you know, just take it back to uh, Dominic, that's our... D, DB? DB. It's called DB. He, um, <laughs> he said something, and this is not something that I even really thought of the first time, but as, as time went on, I kind of rolled it around in my head. He kept saying something about... I forget exactly what the time was he quoted. He said, what should have taken 40 minutes or something? That yeah. is not a 40 minute. That's at least, what, an hour and a half or something? Close to two hours. Right. So I feel like that's weird. And he, again, not really important to it. But I think for people who are educating themselves about what happened, just know that that drive does not take that amount of time. That no. drive takes much more. You have to go through all the bridges around... New York City, all the traffic on Long Island is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. On a Sunday, they were like, "Oh, there's no traffic." It doesn't matter. It's not as close as they said, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know how important that yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. I feel like um, I also like the way uh, DB says alcoholic. He's like, "She's not an alcoholic." I know. It's like, oh boy, you know, it's 1972. Anyway, <laughs> that's just like a little thing. That's it's not really relevant. But no, it's just when like he says it, it's thing. like, "Are you? Are you? Is that how you say it, or are you?" saying it like stop no I think you're a he, lawyer be professional he talks like that yeah he's just like well, anyway anyway yeah, know, any know, who's like though that's the thing like it's like is this show gonna be are we gonna go to 40 minutes or an hour or is it gonna be five hours and seven it's parts? gonna be five hours long you know so not into parts so that right there that's how it started now the timeline is okay so they leave camping right so they leave they pack yep. up all their stuff i put myself in this position because i've been there a zillion times. Sure. The only difference is my mother, when I was a kid and still to this day, doesn't have a license, doesn't drive. So wherever my dad went, mom came. There was no, you know, so that was the only difference. However, I've gone with aunts, uncles, you know, you go as a family, you go camping. So now they're camping. The camping's done. They, they have to now clean up their crap, pack up their crap, load yeah. it all, and head back to the island. You got all the kids ready. That's a lot. And no matter how much fun you had and how long or short or how much you know that drive, you want to just get on the road and go. I get sure. that. Now, I'll, I guess I'll say my, my two cents about this. One. Say your two cents. As far as Danny said, he took the, do the boat. They had a boat, I guess, on the lake. Yeah. Took the boat and the dog, and he went ahead. He left. She took the kids, Diane. And then, they, of course, they, they stopped at McDonald's. They took their sweet time. Yeah. There was no rush. And everything up until just before, and we'll get to that, the tragedy happens. They kind of are on that, like, leisurely drive home. Let's go to McDonald's. And then the, the time frame doesn't necessarily, like, dictate that she was, like, doing, like, as we all do on the highway, 80 miles an hour trying to get home as quickly as possible. Right. Of course, we don't know exactly what happened. There's no camera other than her stopping at the gas station for possibly Tylenol. Right. What is fishy to me, and I know this is just the first thing in the time frame, but I think it's going to come up a lot. He gets the boat, gets the dog, and just takes off. She has the kids and she hangs back. Maybe this was something they did often. I, I think he might have mentioned that. It's possible. I don't remember exactly. 
But I just know my dad, if my mom was driving a caravan or my aunt was driving, my uncle was driving another car, no way he would just say, I'm going home 110 miles from here and you're going to have the kids and do your own thing. You know what I mean? Like that just seemed like it just eked. And of course I can't, we can't prove this. No. Something was not right between them. Right. So yeah, there's just, there's so much, you know, he said what he said, going back to the press conference, Mm -hmm. he said she was perfect. I would marry her again tomorrow. It seems odd. Why that? Yeah. (laughs) It seems odd that he would jet like that. Um, We were actually speculating before we, because that's what we do. Um, before we started recording about maybe he had work and he, cause he did work nights. He went home, he went to get sleep, whatever. It's still, it's a lot of kids for one person to handle. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, did something happen? Did they, did they argue? Yeah. Did she find out something about him? Did something else had to have happened? Maybe. Yeah, so it's the wild speculation. So it could have been something as simple as that. Um, You know, they had a long weekend. They had things to do. And now the weekend mentality, the mindset's over. Right. And now it's like, again, from what we heard in the documentary, and we will definitely talk about this in detail coming up, she was super anal. You know, she was, as they said, very put together, very on top of things, very this, very that, you know, a, a natural leader, hard worker, those kind of things. Like well, a super mom. They yeah. were kind of painting her as, yeah. And, and 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 when I hear stuff like that, I think, you know, um, power obsessed, like kind of like controlling or obsessive, obsessive right. compulsive disorder. So they have to leave. So it's not so much like, wake up, kids. It's her taking charge. And even his parents in the documentary, Danny, I'll never forget that, Danny Schuler's mom said diane had three kids her two kids and him right he was her oldest kid yeah so you think that you know that's not the first time that woman uttered that sentence no so he was not only a spoiled baby i think and 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 it's it's very evident in the documentary that he kind of is imagine being i guess in a sense emasculated in a way where not only are you putting yourself in a position where like you're giving all the power to your spouse but she's taking that power and she is probably talking to you and treating you like a kid you do this you do this i do this and you do how i say when i say that kind of stuff and maybe it was just something simple like that kind of a fight where he felt insulted and blah 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 and then you know or something else and again something else something else is always yeah i mean there's there's possibilities. Should we should we talk about the weird relationship that can be seen? Yeah, if you if you watch the documentary, the uh, the Jay and Danny relationship. It's weird. So like, I initially, you know, she seemed concerned. I was, you know, she seems like a good sister-in-law. But I I kind of lost that. You know, I took that in and it kind of went in one ear and out the other because then. As time goes by, and I'm like, for a sister-in-law and a brother-in-law, that's kind of a close relationship. Even at the press conference, she's, like, really rubbing his arm, and it's just weird. And, you know, people who go through public things and people sit there and speculate and tear it all apart, just like we're doing right now, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's weird. I think it's weird. Yeah. It's, It's too close. There's a lot more than that, too. So... 
There is a lot. The press conference is a very, like, um, I guess, because they keep going back to it. The reason why I think you're bringing it up, in, a, in the documentary, they keep, they even do. though it's a very short press conference, it's not, like, super long. No. They keep cutting back to it to repeat the same things because as the story progresses, you realize that it's not all, like, kosher, all the stuff that they're saying, and it doesn't match up with what actually ends up happening. But, yeah, I do agree that in the press conference, maybe that was a little close, but at the same time, you can chalk that up to the whole entire family just got smashed. Of course you can. Like, I don't, I don't mean literally, like, in the car. I mean, like, you, one day, I mean, yeah, I mean. I, That's not funny. I mean, I mean, That's like, I mean, literally and figuratively, you're all home, like, oh, the kids are coming home today, and Danny, and, and you're in your head, and then all of a sudden, in a matter of hours, everything's upside down. Everything's upside down. And people dumb. who you knew five minutes ago, literally, are no longer on this earth. And right. some of them are kids, that kind of stuff. So let's Terrible. let's just chalk that up to in the moment chaos that I can't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine what it's like. But then as the documentary progresses, yes. She becomes like his main babysitter. Yeah. But then she also spills the beans about, yeah, he works at nights, but he has a lot of hours during the day where he's now using her as like a crutch. Like she's taking care of the kid and he is avoiding responsibility with the kid and all that kind of stuff. But there is not just closeness as far as proximity and um, time, but they are like literally close to each other, touchy feeling almost. Yeah, it's and it's, it's it is strange. Definitely interesting. Like I'm, I don't want to say because you know you're going you go through a tragedy. It's good to have people around you who understand you know who you can lean on. But it just seems like a weird, a weird closeness. But because of Jay, we do get other information. You know, like you were saying about like more intimate knowledge of how Danny works mm -hmm. and about the things with Brian and how he interacts with his son who survived Brian. But even at one point, like he stated he didn't even want kids. And what mm -hmm. did he say? Like the hardest part of it was like cleaning the house or something ridiculous. And like, again, basic he's, stuff. He's been through a lot. You can't tell anyone how to feel or grieve. But like, shouldn't you be grateful that? One of your children survives. I don't know. He just seems very kind of like, granted, his whole world is upside down. Yes. But he just seems kind of like. He was. Yeah. I, I, I guess I guess it's hard to say, but it almost seemed as. And I had the thought. I mean, again, I've watched the documentary more than once, obviously, uh, as you can tell. But would he have felt better? And I know this sounds crazy. I know exactly what you're going to say. If the kid didn't make it. Yeah. If the one kid did not survive. I know this has nothing to do with the accident per se, the crash and the tragedy. But as you watch the documentary, you start realizing that the reason why we're even having this conversation, why this episode of this your podcast will even exist, is because this wasn't just an accident. If no. this was just an accident, it would have been a tragedy that year. Maybe someone would have made a documentary about it later about remembering the people. But the reason why we're speaking about it is because something ain't right and not just the incident it, the incident didn't just fall out of the sky. And right. as you watch the documentary, you realize, okay, this guy Danny is shifty. Something he's not telling us. Things unfold. Like, it unfolds. Because I really thought, just re like, when I started, I said this before, I started watching it. I thought just a horrible accident occurred. I didn't mm -hmm. really, I wasn't really familiar with the story or what happened. So, it really, what it really comes down to is this. It seemed like a terrible tragedy. Um a horrible accident right just it could have happened to anyone mm -hmm. that's not the case that's what the autopsy tells us she was drinking she was drinking around those kids 
She was probably drinking while she was driving. Yep. She was smoking while she was driving or like whatever, or, however or, or else. Or right after, like right yeah. before, I mean, like not So after. this is kind of where more of like the mystery mm -hmm. kicks in. When did she start and why? What happened? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't, uh, to me, what I get from it, and I don't know them. I haven't been around them, so I don't know. She doesn't seem like the type who does that all the time. So unless she's a stellar, like, high-functioning alcoholic, something happened that day. Why? What triggered it? What triggered her to start doing that? And where? Was that the McDonald's? Did mm -hmm. she pour a little something in her, like, orange juice and, like... Get out of control? Like, yeah. I mean... But, like, so the equivalent of tenderite. Like, how do you mistake? Because they... Okay, so they were saying stuff about, um, like, a tooth abscess. Right, they're talking about maybe she had um, a lot of tooth pain, right? And then she went to the gas station. She couldn't find painkillers. Allegedly, that's what she asked for again. So, on my worst day, like I've had pain, like I had gallbladder situation. Nobody cares about that, but just to give you an idea, <laughs> on my worst day, in the worst pain I've ever been in, I've never been like, you know what I should do right now? I should have ten drinks. That doesn't make sense to me. If you want to like throw like a little, like a shot or whatever, cause you can't get anything else. All right. Mm -hmm. But how did we get to 10 more? Yep. Cause with the, uh, the other grams that were in her stomach and- um, Which were undigested, which means she died as drunk as she did with undigested booze. Like. Well, based on that timeline too, that means she had to have still been drinking in the car for yeah. that to occur. So- how did we get to that point? Um, and that's kind of the thing that was one of the biggest questions for me and that we're not going to know where, why, and how. Was it that bottle? Was it something else? Was she upset about something with Danny? Was Did something come out about Danny and Jay? Like that, And that's like, again, wild speculation. Because Super we have, wild. We have no basis for that whatsoever. But it's just... It's almost so crazy that if <laughs> it had come out... Almost. It's so crazy that if it had come out after the accident, after they did the autopsy, that she just was a real piece of trash alcoholic, functioning alcoholic that everyone knew about, and they somehow let her have the keys to that caravan and she was responsible for the children, is... As bad as it would have been, it would have been like, okay, well, there's your answer. Right. She's just an alcoholic right. and did alcoholic stuff, right. and it actually turned up bad. Because I think we've all known people who have drank, drank and drove yeah. and have been lucky because we know them. But then we know a couple who were not so lucky, and that's right. how it happens. It's a zero-sum game, but that's not the case. No, it's not. Well, the other thing that's interesting, I don't want to say interesting, but so like in Jackie Hans's book, I'll see you again. She even says, and she stated in like another interview somewhere, she did not know her to drink. She didn't know mm -hmm. her to be like that. So this was a, a surprise to her as well that this is something that they found. Like they thought it would just, again, a horrible accident mm -hmm. and not that it was this, this situation, which any way you slice it just boils down to her being reckless malicious act technically i mean really a malicious act where technically you're <laughs> i mean all right so here's okay so you just brought up a great point even the woman 
whose kids died in the car, who has nothing to right. s- she, she has she has nothing she owes Diane Schuler nothing she she has nothing to gain from covering up her weird past or or, or so and even her the, the whole family it's really the public that are just going like she's a piece of crap she's yeah. terrible and what she did is definitely terrible and all evidence points to that she made this terrible decision on this day and it caused the death of all these people. The family of the the, the Bastardis and the and, Lo, and the Longo, yeah, they 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 what they want is that the family come out and say, look, she was an alcoholic, and we've just been covering it up. Right. But at this point, it's ten years. We're going on ten and a half years. Yeah. Someone would have said something at this point. For I'm sure the National Enquirer would have offered up a fiftieth grand to anyone to say something, and it would have happened by now. So it right. really is one of these things where it makes me. It holds my interest the entire time I watch a documentary and the whole time I read the book. Yes. And I'm infuriated, not because of how, not just because of how terrible the, the tragedy was, because there's no, like... There's no justice. There's yeah. no answers. Yeah. There's nothing. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, that's the thing that makes it hard. And also, I feel like that this is so recent. This isn't a really old, mm-hmm. like, case that, like, we dug up somewhere. This, like, happened in our state, kind of close to home, even. Yeah. Um... I know currently someone I work with, someone who probably worked with her at some point, which I don't want to ask about because, you know, that doesn't sound like a thing that you should talk about at work. But it also kind of boils down to, and again, wild speculation. What was the intention here? What was the intention? So when she talked to her brother and her brother told her to stay put, she left her phone on that guide rail, right? Was that a drunken, like, deliberate, well, maybe if I leave my phone here, they won't be able to find me? Or was it just, like, you're so wrecked that you're just kind of, like, staring off into space and you put it down you wander away from it? Like, that's kind of, that's one of the first things I thought about, like, the intent. That's where I first started thinking about it as as it was unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, 2009 wasn't as advanced as we are now, but maybe she thought she could be tracked or maybe she didn't want to be found. Or again, maybe she was just like out of her mind and left it. So we don't know, but that again, leading to kind of the end result of her getting onto this parkway the wrong way, which we, Lou and I were discussing before, not everything's always marked right. And I'm not excusing her, but there are places that we drive here on Long Island that, you know, I would could easily make a mistake. I'm a little bit of an anxious driver if I don't know where I've, I'm going, you know. But she got on the wrong way. And then she drove fast over a mile and a half. Mm-hmm. It was like 1.7 1. 1. miles. 7, yeah. yeah. 75, 80 miles per hour. At least, yeah. But now it's not like you're driving just the wrong way and just you're driving the wrong way. Cars are coming at you. And everyone's saying, and again, witness, you know, testimony isn't always reliable, but they're saying there's no braking, there's no, you know, swerving, there's no pulling over. And she appears to look, I don't know, serene, people were saying. I don't really know what that... Well, there was two, like, there was two versions. It was arms flailing was one I heard from the people. Like, she was, like, literally, like, either yelling at people in front of her to move oh, as okay. if, like, they were in the wrong 
And other people said the opposite. She had her hands on the wheel, yeah. eyes dead straight ahead. And like we said, that makes for good sound bites and video bites on documentaries. But the worst testimony is eyewitness testimony. I don't know. Like, I don't know how everyone else drives. I cannot see other people in their cars as clearly as those people are describing her. Not faulting them. You know, I'm sure they believe they saw what they saw. They were probably also freaked out by what was going on. But, and also, they were seeing the windshield. And they're seeing windshield the windshield. Windshield to windshield, which is not normal. No, that's not normal So they at probably all. saw more of her, but they, so try to give them the benefit of the doubt. No, that's true, but just yeah. like, I can't. Exactly, you're you know, right. I don't know. Especially at 70 miles an hour. I'm not like, oh, she had a red shirt on and she was looking forward and her arms were, I mean, you're just no. kind of going like, move out of the way so I don't die. Right. I just don't understand, you know, again, it's talking about intention. Mm-hmm. She's driving straight. She doesn't try to pull over. Yep. Is she kind of in the center lane? She's in the fast she lane. She was in the left lane. Well, yeah, she was in the left lane. The left lane is the fast lane. Yes. For, so for know, her, in her, I guess since it's opposite, let's try to let's try to do it like that. So mm. for her, it's the right lane, but for the people driving, it's the left lane. So she's in the center, basically. She, she's all the way over. She's in the all the way over to the right, all the right, way right, to right. her right, but their left. Right. But I, I mean. I'm going to put myself out there a little bit there. I have, let's say, driven, when I shouldn't have driven, never drunk. But you you have like two, three beers and you get in your car and you go like, should I pull over? Should I not pull over? You know, you still have like that kind of like mental of like, I'm fine, but if I take a breathalyzer, I might fail. I might not be fine. Yeah. Also, I just called the police. They're on their way for you right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like all of a sudden, like, because Google's right listening now. to all of our phones, it's like, yeah, we're uh, finish up the episode. We'll be outside in your car. Thanks, You're under but what I'm saying is, I mean, so uh, it, it's, I mean, it's hard. Like how, for those of you out there who have drank to excess, <laughs> me and Megan included, what? at what point, at what point, like, like, think about it. At what point when you're so black, like you're that drunk where you're, so either you're so drunk that you got on the wrong side of the highway and don't realize you're on the wrong side of the highway and like a missile, you drive into oncoming traffic. Right? Like, no matter how drunk I get, if I did that, one, I would pee my pants and I might die. I still might die and have an accident, but I would not continue on the highway. I would try to pull over one way or the other and then realize I made a horrible mistake and probably may or may not have changed my life for the worse. Right. Or two, like you said, the intention is this, I want to end it all right now and this is the fastest way I can do it in this moment. I don't have a gun. I can't drive off a ditch. You're not in the mountains. So I'm going to get on the wrong side of the highway and hit the gas and close my eyes and hope I go toe-to-toe with another truck and just, right. like, that kind of thing. Like, I think that is, you know, it is a popular theory, the, like, um, accident versus homicide, mm-hmm. really, because it was ruled a homicide. Yeah. So, I just, the thing that's hard for me to get with that, to wrap my head around, and again, in this in this situation, there's not really that much, like, rhyme or reason yeah. to what's occurred, but... There's almost none. If she, if something happened, if she learned something, which if, if, if she decided to do what she did, Mm -hmm. something had to have occurred that day, that morning to get her there, which we won't know, which, you know, lends to the, the mystery and the lore. But why would you do that? If you're the super mom, if you love those kids, you love your own kids, you love your nieces. Why, why would you do that with them in the car? Why yep. wouldn't you 
leave them somewhere. Why wouldn't you go run out in the street? And again, horrible. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> like there's help out there if you need it. But I just, I can't understand for someone who is supposed to be the great mother, like the PTA and making snacks mm -hmm. and, you know, doing everything for your kids. Why would you do that to them? I, I can't. That's the thing that, that has me hesitating to commit to like, she did this on purpose. Mm -hmm. That's hard for me to, and I'm sure it's hard for anyone. It's hard for the families to justify or wrap their heads around as well because it's hard for me and i don't care about this person <laughs> it's hard for me to, it's true like i i i would love for for like next week there to be like well we've found satellite footage and you know we listen to the call like that kind of craziness yeah. which is never going to happen mm -hmm. but like you said so all right right there something had happened today or like you said that's no there's no sarcasm there she was the troop leader pta mom right like everyone that's why i even like you know it's been 10 years or now it's been like whatever nine years since the documentary at this point no one has ever come forward and said she was a piece of garbage no one has ever she said that. was a real piece of work this no she was she did a full-time job took care of a man child of a husband took care of actual babies and tons of extracurricular activities as far as making photo albums for a family about the kids ironing kids clothes yeah. the house was immaculate so was it was it a one day the cat the straw that broke the camel's back or because now again like i said when i hear especially in the context of like a tragedy like this or a serial killer or something they were the best they were in control of everything they were the the leader the go-getter the you know you know miss perfect whatever you want to call it i hear control freak uh, you know, like I said, something they're trying to fill a, a hole inside themselves or, or right. obsessive compulsive disorder. So was it a buildup and just so happened to be, as much as that might sound unbelievable, that was the day that it, right. it just, you know. Well, it also makes sense just from like a psychological standpoint and just to backtrack a little bit, because this is something I'm I'm very interested in psychology. So I want to say I like because this is terrible, but they talk a lot about. I don't know if we mentioned this about her mom leaving. When we didn't she was, mention it yet. Okay, so when she was young, her mom left. So it was her and two brothers. Uh, it might have been more. It might have been like four brothers. Okay, so she, it was Diane was the only girl. She had a couple brothers and her dad. And the mom left. She just decided to peace out. She didn't want to be their mom anymore, which might not be fair. I don't know the whole story. Please forgive me, but it makes sense for someone to go through that and then later on become a control freak because their anxiety and their like let's say like ptsd mm -hmm. from that situation when they felt so out of control will make them want to be a person who will never be out of control again yeah so that kind of you know she's compensating for that and again it's not really i don't know how relevant that is it just kind of speaks to her to her character. To her character and how she was acting that day was out of character for her. So it does play into it a bit, but yeah. At the end of the day, you you fucked up. Like So again, this is this is the circle that I find myself spinning in. It's a loop. So yes, all, everything you just said and everything we've talked about. So she was all these things and if things don't go well, whatever things quote unquote may be, 
that's what happens to, I think, a control freak or someone who's severely obsessive compulsive and someone, again, who has, for one way or another, either put themselves in the position of, of, of guiding the family or was put there, right. falls apart. They lose, they feel like they're in a situation where they have no control and they lose it. So let's say her and Danny had a fight. However, it still does not equate to that. Right. Drinking high, crashing the car. So Drinking so much. Yeah, drinking straight vodka. <laughs> so much. Essentially. That would put me, a 300-pound man, in trouble. Forget just, about behind the wheel. Just sitting at this table, <laughs> if I was just drinking straight vodka, right. at the 40, we're at 43 minutes here, yeah. I would be slurring. I would be like, okay, guess what? Uh, after we're done, I got to call someone to come pick me up because I can't drive my car. Right. And I just want to like reiterate, because they, they brought this up several times. I know we touched on it before, but about a medical event, maybe like a stroke or, or whatever. And then she started drinking. Someone, someone said at some point, maybe she thought it was water or something. Like, I just can't, I can't get behind That's. I feel like that's really reaching. Well, okay. So the one who mentioned that there is a, they do have a, um, I don't know if she's a, a forensic pathologist or therapist or psychologist or she's a, she's a, she was a psychologist. Some and kind she, of ologist. Uh, she definitely was in the ology yes. of things. And what she said made sense. But again, even she, I believe, if I remember correctly, because I watched it several times. So many times. Is saying it as, as a possible stretch. You can't prove what it was. No. But it's like a form of psychosis. So let's say truth. She has, a, as Danny and, and Jay were trying to push, a tooth abscess. They could, they went through her medical dental records to prove that she had a, a tooth abscess that built up over years and maybe just was just particularly bad this that day. That made her take 10 drinks. Yeah, so let's say, but the ther- what the therapist, no, you're right, exactly. It's like, doesn't make sense. It's Come like, on. you do a shot, even taking a shot with five kids in the car is not smart, but I, I could, I get it. So the therapist, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm just, I'm just all the bad examples on the episode today. That's but fine. let's, so the therapist said what could happen is, and I've never heard of this until I watched this documentary, mm-hmm. was that let's say she goes and fries, that's why that was the one coherent thing after McDonald's, after all this time had passed, I don't know how much time, but... After McDonald's, she goes to that store. You you don't have any audio. You see her walking around. She looks okay. They asked the guy, too. Yeah. And, and he, he said, said she seemed fine. Yeah. So now she goes, I need aspirin. He says, we don't have any. Whatever. Which I think is also, what? you don't have anything? Anyway. Come on. So she goes in the car. They pull out. And they pull out right away. Maybe she thinks, okay, I'm in so much pain. Uh, she yells to one of the kids, hey, hand me that bag. And she takes the vodka and she pours it in her orange juice cup or her coffee cup or whatever. Sure. And she overcompensates because she's literally driving. You know, she's not paying attention. So instead of a swig, she fills yeah. that cup up. And now as she's driving, she's just sipping this cup. And after about three or four sips, as we all know, absolute goes down like water after a while. Not to make a joke. but not to me. No, I mean either. But I, I'm just trying to put together some kind of possibility. I just... Been... So, so now she has, at some point, smoked weed. Yeah. And now alcohol and weed now, like as she said, and we all know this, one and one don't make two. One no. One make like four. Right. So now she's got, you know, she's feeling good, quote unquote. She's high and drunk. She's having the best and time. And the psychologist says there's something where like, now because of stress, pain, and booze, and weed, you get like a kind of a psychosis. You lose reality. THC is a mild hallucinogenic, even though right. we know it's not like mushrooms. Right. It can, you know, compound. And now you're upset, you're in a rush, you're stressed out, you're possibly in pain, and you're drunk and you're high. 
and the combination of things with that, like, again, someone who's an obsessive compulsive uh, uh, control freak is I just got to get back. I have all these things or whoever knows what's going through her mind. And it just it gets out of control and she's continuing. Now the delirium comes in. She's reaching for her coffee cup, which is actually orange juice from McDonald's filled with vodka, not coffee. But like the the amount super stretch, super no, stretch. No, I know, but the amount of uh, that's the thing is like I can, I've gone back and forth by myself mm-hmm. about this so many times in the bathroom. <laughs> I do in, on the way to work in the car, <laughs> yeah, exactly. just like looking out the why, how, yeah, the amount of vodka, liquor, whatever Absolute she decided to drink, mm-hmm. she would have had to pour. That would have had to have been like a big gulp from Seven Eleven, like bigger even because there's already stuff in it. And this is again stuff, it's more like the nitty gritty we're not gonna know, but I just cannot fathom, I can't fathom, I can't, dumping that amount of liquor in your cup in a car while you're driving with kids. I can't, I can't put it together. So like, all right, so 10, let's say 10 drinks is 10 shots. Maybe you can fit that 10 ounces into a coffee cup. Should we have done an experiment? I mean, I don't want to do it because I, but I think about it all the time. Like, like in my head, and like you said, you think about it by yourself. I do. A few months ago, after we recorded the thing that's on IGTV about the uh, top five uh, serial killers, uh, I actually went upstate to a friend's property, and on the way back, you know, you have a choice. You could take the throughway. Yeah. For people in New York State, know this or Taconic. Usually, don't take Taconic. It is it is considered like the scenic route? But it's small. It's like two lanes in some places. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I think it was like a Monday or a Tuesday. And I was like, you know what? I'm taking the Taconic. And on the Taconic, I realized like, ooh, I'm getting close to like where it is. Right. And not for, and, you know, I didn't want to see it. There. I didn't want to like pull over. But as I'm driving, it was like reiterating the fact that, and again, this is this is something that has nothing, no excuse or those rural roads back there. I bet I didn't do it. I Maybe I should have filmed it, but I didn't do it. If I would have pulled off an exit. And then made like a, you know, you go around the overpass or something, make a U-turn to go in the right. opposite way. Some of those entrances and exits are literally just roads and like people's roads. Yeah. To a point where, and I'm sure if anyone can, I, I got to see if I can find a picture online. There are several intersections on the Taconic where you're coming down the Taconic and there's cross traffic. No light though. So someone's parked in the side of the road, like literally in the shoulder. Yeah. They wait for two people to go, and they go into the middle, and then they cross the highway. Now it's probably not more the bigger, wider sections, but there are places where I bet you can you can you can screw up and you can go the wrong way. I don't. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that's weird. She may have gotten on. Yeah. By accident, but what kept her going? What kept her going in the wrong direction when there fast, were cars fast. so fast, fast, didn't slow down, not going 25 miles an hour going, what the hell is going on here? I keep, is that, is that, now is that a delirium? Is that like someone who's going like, all these people are going the wrong way on the highway, except for me. I'm the smart one. Like, maybe, I'm in control. But maybe, but then even if that was something that occurred to her, that all these people are crazy. She still never tried to pull over. Nope. She still never tried. And, but that's at that point, you're making decisions and you have to be aware because it was said, and this is so, it's so sad and it's so heartbreaking. When the parents, when Warren and, and or Jackie Hans were, was, or were on the phone with those kids, they could hear them in the background. Even Diane took the phone, was like, they're playing at some point. 
they could be heard in the background, they were upset. Yeah. Right? So she's in the car. She's not alone. There's noise around her. These poor mm. kids, these poor kids, it's so sad. They're crying. Maybe they're yelling. Yep. They're scared. So again, even if she's like tunnel vision, whatever, that doesn't jar her back. Yeah. Anything, nothing, nothing. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable. Honestly, it makes me angry. It does. It, <laughs> it makes, makes me, me so mad. It makes me angry. Not just mad at her, but like just mad at like. I'm mad at her. I'm sorry. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, a little bit because yes, I mean, no matter what the outcome of our conversation, the outcome of the documentary sure as hell didn't give us a whole lot no. to like go on. It didn't. The people in her. So it's like, okay, so her husband and Jay are last we saw them in the, in the documentary hell bent on proving somehow it was a medical event. To the point where they tried to get her exhumed, which I don't think they ever actually did. No, I don't think they did. And the Hanses, who lost all of their kids, had... They might not be, again, have something, anything nice to say anymore, or maybe... But they are not trying to uh, drag her name through the mud. And they're not trying to expose some weird truth that we don't know about, about her secret alcoholism. And the only people who really want... uh, who are more blaming is the the, the Pistardi's uh, wife and daughter. Right. Like, but rightfully so. They lost their family for no, you I, know, just I'm like everyone sure else I'm sure I would feel the same way about that. But even they don't have, like, any, like, smoking gun. Like, hey, we also found this or no, through the courts. Like, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. But even, that's the thing that's, I really feel like Jackie and Warren Hands are, have, are, but have handled this in such a classy way mm-hmm. where they could have been out there blasting her but they didn't yep and no one would have said even if they were wrong no one would have told them to stop no because like it's just you know it's it's really crazy read her book please read her book that book is great Jackie Hance's book I mentioned it before this is probably the third time I'm gonna say I'll see you again it's heartbreaking like it's truly I listened to the audiobook me too. Which she herself mm-hmm. reads. So if you want to have your heart broken for like a week minimum, but then also never forget it and it's burned into your brain, that's the book for you. It's also, I feel like it's important. It goes through her story, her finding out her struggles with her husband, you know, who stayed, they stayed together, which is great if if it's possible it's really hard to do when you lose so much um it's just it's so heartbreaking i was listening at work and just like tears coming out of the corner of my eyes while i'm sitting at my desk trying to do my job but it's just it was so compelling to hear the story written like she worked with someone to write the story but then for her to read it and for you to like to feel her pain that her beautiful daughters her whole life everything revolved around these three girls that's what she did she drove them to school she drove them to play practice and sports and you know that was everything and it was just gone it was all just gone yeah they she talks she does address you know obviously the accident and the aftermath of that but the book is and i did listen to the audiobook also it is the mother of the three kids in her own words describing the hell of the aftermath where and again i don't want to ruin the book for you but right. it gets gets super dark 
It is dark. For someone who is a, you know, like a legitimate, like a real down-to-earth, like salt-of-the-earth, like mom, you know, suburban, like, family. Yeah. You know, same thing I feel about Jay Shuler. Like, she comes off some kinds, like, like super simple, but that's, they're simple. Not stupid, but, like, they're simple people. There's no, like... I, I, of course, we all have the natural instinct to like protect ourselves and and lie. We all can lie. I can lie, lie every day about something small. I mean, don't sure. we all like? But there's no like big. I really don't feel like there's like some big smoking gun thing. I do, however, think there is something that Danny, not so much like hiding Diane being a drunk, but more Danny saying not not giving up the, the information about like yeah, I destroyed her that morning. Right. I told her I want a divorce, or I told her I'm having sex with her sister in you know law or something along the lines of like when we get back it's over that kind of a conversation that being said it's again even if we come even if we can prove without a shadow of a doubt what tipped her off it's how it took place that is still a gigantic like okay so like i said there's help out there do not harm yourself but if she was going to she didn't do it like that. She didn't just jump off a bridge. She didn't shoot herself in the head. She decided, and again, if the it, McDonald's, everything was good. The store, everything was good. In the middle of the trip, things went upside down, and she was wasted. At some point, she got trashed, literally, and killed yeah. herself and almost everyone in the car with her and three other people. Right. And, and now it's like, okay, well, is it, now we're trying to all find out the because. Because... You know, and it's just the more even doing this episode, it's like, oh, my God, it <laughs> makes know. my brain hurt. It really makes my brain hurt. It really does. Yeah. So not just the fact that um, how drunk you are or how out of your mind you are. Now, clearly, 1.7 miles is not a long period of time. It's way too long. To be on the wrong side of the highway going against traffic. True. I would say. Yeah. But I try to think of it like this. I put it in my head. And again, I know this kills my brain because all the outcomes end at a tragic accident with someone who's dead, who's definitely drunk. But try to think of it like this. Let's say it's not suicide. We don't can't prove this, but it's not suicide. 1.7 miles at 75 to 80 miles an hour is 10, 15 seconds because... Try to put it together like this. You get on the highway, you're on the wrong side of the highway, but and you're drunk. Clearly, we can't dispute that she wasn't. She was drunk, and and, high. and and stoned and and wasted. And now you're on the highway. You gun it. You know, as you get on an exit, we all do. You want to pick up enough speed. You get yourself over to the left lane. That's two, three, four seconds. That's maybe point two miles. Then you realize, oh shit, I'm on the wrong side of the highway. Then you realize. And is everyone else on the wrong side of the highway? Is it like whatever your thought process is, before you know it, before you can maybe make the decision, especially under the influence like that, to get over. Maybe she did want to get over. Maybe it was just a weird accident, but she was too wasted to compensate, and boom, you're head on and you're dead. That's my one. The other one is, of course, what a lot of people think. Something bad happened. She decided to kill herself. I mean, I would have at least given people the common courtesy. I would have pulled over at the last exit and be like, get out. You can try to talk me out of it, but I'm getting this minivan and I'm driving right into a ditch. Whatever. You know? Something. Not with kids in the car. I don't know. No. I just... 
you know what it is too with all this all this wild speculating that we've done and that everyone's done yeah. around this is that we're all searching for an answer to like make ourselves feel better. <laughs> That's kind of what we're doing, right? Like what's the thing? What's the thing that like the least shitty thing that you can live with about why this happened? And there there's no answer. I cannot I want to think. And again, all roads lead back to drunk woman is the cause of multiple deaths. Yep. Period. That's what it is. But I don't want to believe that she did it deliberately. That's not something I want to believe. That may have happened. Mm -hmm. It may have been deliberate. Or it might have been exactly what you just said. I feel like I need to, I need to be like she it was just a t terrible crazy accident, but she still caused it. Yeah, no matter she what. She still caused it. She's behind the wheel of that car. That's But now I guess all right, so I guess at this point through all our wild speculation. Wild. Terribly wild speculation. I, I, every, I know this is way off and this is not. For those Parks and Recs fans out there, when I say the term, the phrase wild speculation, Joan Calamezzo's who comes to, to my mind. <laughs> anyway, wow. speculate wildly, as she says. Anyway, I know it's way off. but um, no, I love it. So, yes, through all of our speculation, and we, I think we did a good, you, you do a really good job of like, you know, getting your timeline right. And oh, well, I do, you. I do a really good job of watching documentaries. And I'm supposed to give you compliments. You're not <laughs> supposed to give them to yourself. And, and regurgitating. <laughs> I do good jobs of things. And no matter what, we're just another set of people, brains who right. have found interest or have been b bedazzled by this. I don't know if that's right. Bedazzled? By the story. Wow. Or enthralled by it. That's better. That's it's better. the it is just like it's a mythology, right? It's like it a, is yeah. for all of you true crime fans. This is what it's about. This is at the core. I mean, even when we saw, we want the justice, right? We really want mm -hmm. justice. We want people to pay. But it's the mystery of why things happen and how they happen. Like it is for me very much about like. The psychology and the intention and the how did we get here. I'm very interested in that. And that's one of the reasons this, this goes around in my mind. It goes around in my mind with people. I like to talk about it with people. I think about it alone, even unintentionally. Yeah, I'll just too. start thinking about it. Like Me, me too. Absolutely. Me. I do the same thing. Yeah. Because it is, like you said, there's, I don't know if it's because of, it's if it's a natural human, you know, my brain needs to put get a and b you need connected. to solve the puzzle yeah you have to solve the puzzle you know i need to or is it just the fact that because of so many and not all of course true crime uh documentaries and whatever there is a person and you know usually like you know it's you know who's the guy is in the very first second of the documentary like a right. like a ted bundy or something like that right this She's not a Ted, she's not a murderer. No. But she ended her life as a murderer. Right. And I just want to be clear as well. It's not just like, it's not the interest of like a sensationalized story. These no. are real people mm -hmm. with real lives. Even, especially for us, these are local people. Yep. Who have driven the roads that we drive. We might have seen them at some point and not even known. It's very possible. You know, it's and the families of the other victims of the Bastardis. And Daniel Longo, I believe, mm -hmm. 
these are all real people. It's not just like a headline. It's not just like, let's solve the puzzle because, you know, at the end of the day, these are all people who lost their lives and their families are devastated. So we just want to make sure, you know, we keep that in mind as we wildly speculate. A lot of people's lives change forever because this uh, person one, made one single human being crazy yeah. decisions one day, regardless of. I of think how. that's what it is, too. Again, I know we speculated wildly. We talked about facts. However, it, 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 that's what it is. It's that all these people at the center is Diane Schuler. Right. And it's like I said, if it was something in the case of. We know she was a known alcoholic. She had drug problems. It doesn't make it better. It's different. I don't think we we wouldn't be talking about it. You have the answer. This right. this quote unquote you know alcoholic junkie trap whatever whatever you whatever like however you want to you know degrade the person. Right. You but you'd like okay that makes sense. It's bad as it is. It makes sense. This doesn't make sense. Even no. though we have the car, the bodies, the the devastated all the stuff is it's happened. There's no, there's no, like, um, there's no answer on any level. No. Other than, like, we know what the result is, but what's the cause? And that's the, that's, it's, it's, I can't, I can, I cannot truly imagine what the families feel like. Because they don't know either. I'm no. Sure. Well, that's the thing, too, is, is living with this. And that's one of the reasons that I love Jackie Hansen's book so much. Even though, I don't know if I could ever read it again. Just because I don't know if I could go back to that place because you go on the journey you know with her um but it's important to see you know the other people on the outside who are affected by this they're also victims for what they have lost for what they have to rebuild um it's a lot it's and you know i'm sure i can say for you as well we we hope all we can hope for is that all the families affected can find some kind of peace and i can't imagine how difficult so that is in this scenario like Jackie has a daughter she has a daughter now mm-hmm. and that's amazing and I follow um they have a foundation which I'll tell you about in a minute but um you know I follow them on Facebook because they do stuff for the community they do good things and I get to see how they're involved as a family in doing this to honor the three girls that she lost. And she makes a special point in the book of saying, even though they're gone, she doesn't want a new child to even further, like make them disappear or push them away. Like she was very clear about, you know, wanting people to still remember her girls, all of them. And that her daughter, um, who, whose name escapes me right now. I'm sorry. Is it hope? No. Sorry. It's not hope. I really thought it was. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure it's something with a K, like Casey. I don't know. I'm going to look it up later. But, you know, she was very clear on letting her know that she always know from the beginning, from the time she was a little tiny baby, um, you had three sisters. Yep. I was going to say that. Yeah, that's what She says that in the book several times that she wants it to be like, not again, not to replace the kids, but she she will always have these three older sisters. Absolutely. And that, you know, she wants them to be, you know, she still celebrated their birthdays and stuff. It's just, it's really, it's really heartbreaking stuff. So it's if, a lot. If you, a lot. if you have the guts, it really is a good read. I don't want to put people off no, it by good. saying that. I, I really like the um, book. It's a lot. But I do want to say, so here's, here's the thing. So, Jackie and Warren Hance, 
created the Hans Family Foundation, which is, and I, I took this straight from the website, it's kind of like their mission statement, honors the lives of three beautiful sisters by ensuring happy, healthy, and safe children through innovative self-esteem education and programming and the support of children in need. What a beautiful, I'm going to start crying, what a beautiful way to honor, don't look at me, <laughs> these girls. No, and it's such a beautiful thing that they can dedicate their lives to that and be involved with their community still in Floral Park. Yeah. They're still here. They do a walk uh, or, or every year, I believe, or, or, or 5K, I think it is. Yeah. They just had a gala. Um, they fundraise. And, you know, I, I that's one of the reasons I follow them. I want to see if there's anything I can do to, to help. I'm not trying to, like, pat myself on the back. I'm just letting it be known. I was so compelled by the story and by their mission. You know, I just I just wanted to see you know, what else could be done, especially because they're semi-local. It's a little bit of a drive from where we are out in Suffolk County. But if you feel compelled to donate or volunteer or whatever you want to do, and I've never spoken with them before. This is not like an advertisement for them, but I just, I love what they're doing. So I just want to pass on, you can visit the Hans Family Foundation. And that's H-A-N-C-E, but that's a dot org. So check that out. If you feel like it, you're not obligated to do it, but it's a really beautiful thing they're doing out of this absolutely horrendous tragedy. Yeah, and 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 like uh, we, uh, I know you said uh, you listen to the books. So that's I I love audiobooks, and I especially like when the author or the whoever the book's about is is the narrator, and she does she narrates the book. And just a little something, like, just to show how, like, I mean, it's, again, it's not like a, you know, she does talk about, obviously, the girls a lot, but it's yeah. really about, and that's what leads the book, leads to, like, the foundation. It's about how the aftermath of this tragedy, you know, they went through, like, I mean, again, read the book. It, it's it's hell. It, it, like, turns their lives not just upside down, but it just sort of, like, ends their lives. Yeah. Your lives are your three kids, and now you've, now they're gone. And they end up with this a new lease on life and hard, but like a hard fought battle to get yeah, it though. Exactly. It's like, a, it's really, and listening to her, you know, speak the, the words herself is crazy. Yeah. And you know, the, it ends with this, um, but it's one of the things I do when I listen to audiobooks is you can like set time. So like, instead of it being like one speed, it's like 1.25, one and a half. Okay. I usually go 1.25 because it just makes the book go by faster. Mm -hmm. I initially started the book like that, but then I slowed it down because I noticed that even at 1.25 speed, it changes like the cadence sure. or the tone of the voice. Okay. And I could tell from what she was saying, it was like intense. So yeah. I like put it back to one so I can actually hear like the tone of this mother's voice. Yeah. It, it is really, That's great. you know, I don't like, I'm not a huge, like, uh, I don't read a lot of the true crime stuff. I definitely am a watcher and a listener. I, right. I like audio and video. It's easy. I'm a procrastinator. But the book was great. So whether you like to read or, do, I recommend the audio because it's her. It's Jackie. Yeah. You know, telling the I story. think that made it that much more powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that. I can't imagine, this was a thought I had too, how difficult, it must have been for her to read that writing it i'm sure was like a journey you know mm -hmm. but then having to read it and record it and she did so you know the recording itself she does not ever break down i can't imagine she never did 
Yeah, I mean, obviously you know? they edit stuff. I mean, I've I've listened to lots of audiobooks, and there's only one that can think of that like it happens and they, on, on purpose. But You're I imagine right. that she, I imagine she like wanted to just keep it together, not for like our sake, but no, but for herself yeah, to yeah, tell the story. Yeah, to make it to make it as coherent as possible. Exactly. Yeah. No, I I agree with that, and I just think that she did an amazing job, and I just feel so much for her. I don't have kids. Nor do I want them. That's <laughs> nobody's business. But I can't imagine nope. what she's been through. And I just feel so, so in- intensely for her and for Warren. But they're doing great things now. We don't know what's going on with Danny. We don't know. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I mean, like you said, we could technically, I don't want to do this. We could just like go drive to his house. <laughs> Should and we go right now? Knock on his door and be like, hey, would you want to do an interview? Like, oh, I don't no. want to do it. I don't want to do it. I really he would, don't. He would throw a punch you and push me down the stairs. Yeah. I'm assuming there's stairs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so you've been there, is that what you're saying? I'm but assuming. No, that's how close we are to them. Yes. It's like a 20 minute. Maybe 30 minutes. Do you think he still lives over there? I don't. That's the thing. After the documentary, I you know, you do some research. They tried to exhume the body. I don't think it happened. No. And then that's the last we heard. Other relatives around them have said other things. Yeah. And again, it brings you back, and I know we're we're you know coming to the end here of the of the the case itself. But yes, no one, not Jackie, not him, Danny himself, not his brother, not his brother's wife, has come out and said, "I'm blowing the top off this whole right. thing. She was a drug addict, whatever." So that's what makes it even crazier. Wasn't Just, there? And not to you know, I don't want to unnecessarily drag this out but there were lawsuits at the end of that didn't like danny wind up suing again i did not do my homework on this part of it so whatever i say here well according to the documentary um the the hanses did not want to be in the documentary no they, they did not other parts of the Schuler and hans family i'm sure also didn't want to be in it but then there was like um it wasn't like defamation of character it was more like um I don't know exactly, but if you watch the documentary, and I'm going to probably watch it again tonight, but they go into detail a little bit about what who's suing who and why. Like, it was like, but it yeah, it wasn't like defamation. It was something about um, the car, like maybe the car was faulty or they were suing. Um, I, I know. Think, I, I think they had to include Warren in the lawsuit because it was his car and they were trying to sue Whoever makes a Windstar for Oh, yeah, yeah. The, best, the Bastardis and the Longos have, a, I believe, a case. And because it is his car. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's his caravan. Yeah. And, uh, and it's probably through insurance. But I thought Danny was suing them, too. Unverified. Please don't. Verify it. And I guess post it up. Post Verify it. it. I want to know, though, too, if you guys have theories, because I'm going to make a post on the Instagram about this, obviously. Mm-hmm. I want to hear all the theories. Do you have other theories? Do you agree with our theories? Definitely comment. Let us know. You can email. You can email the True Crime Time mm-hmm. podcast. I will get them. I read them myself. Don't send anything weird. True Crime Time podcast at Gmail. Theories, questions, comments. I can't promise I have answers for everything, but want to hear about it. We still want answers. There's no answers. We have no answers. Yeah, I just I I understand that the the reality is. We will never have like a no. solid answer, but um, you know the documentary gives a lot of evidence. 
But I know I just have this, it's not a feeling either. I just know that there's physical evidence, things that maybe the family just doesn't want to share because they don't have to. I think there's physical, more physical evidence. Yeah, because the, okay, so the, so like, uh, um, the, the, like, I don't, I don't want, you know, the kids' bodies, where the bottle was, all that stuff. I mean, yes, the vehicle burned. But I feel like there's other information that either the documentarians couldn't get a hand a hold of, won't be released for whatever. You know, they did give them the information for the autopsy to do, redo the autopsy the second time. I don't know, but like if the documentary had a hold of it, wouldn't they just have said it? Because, and this is the thing that's weird too with Danny and Jay being involved, how they would just put pit crime scene pictures of her body. They don't give you a warning either. So if you haven't watched this, just FYI, towards the end, they just pop up a picture of Diane's body at the scene. It is jarring. It might be disturbing to some of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they were so willing to to blast that out there, when they just put other or, stuff, or, I don't know. Or maybe they didn't have a choice. Maybe they they only were controls. someone forced them to put that up there. Not forced, <laughs> but like if it's a if it's like one of the photos they can that the documentarians can get from like the police department. Like I they, guess, but damn, I feel like they would have had to sign off on that. No. <sighs> now that's going real deep in research. There, I have no idea. But I'm just uh, that's I assume kind so. of like a rhetorical. I question. assume so. Yeah, but maybe not. Maybe it's like you sign off on the document on the doc uh, doc. Uh, documentary on a documentary <laughs> and we get to like and we do whatever we want round out the edges with any kind of weird you know whatever that's we, crazy but it's real it's not like it's fake evidence but i guess yes no but could you Would imagine they, yeah i don't i still kind of think about it i mean because they do like you said exactly what you said they talk about the accident several times throughout the documentary then all of a sudden when they actually want to break it down towards the end of exactly what happened at the scene bam there's her corpse like it's, face, close up of her face. Yeah, it's not like, it's not, I don't mind, and again, for those of you weirdos out there, like me and Lou, I can look at stuff like that really generally without a problem. This is something I've like studied, I did forensics, I did the whole nine. Um, I don't like it to be a surprise. <laughs> and... I think there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the documentary, but this is like an hour and change it. This is much, much later and it yeah. just comes up. There's no, there's no kind of warning. So it's, it's a lot. Prepare yourself if you watch it. Don't let it ruin your Or if you're like me, just night. keep eating your popcorn. I mean. Yeah, if you're like <laughs> Lou and you're, you can eat and look at disgusting yes, things, yes. then do that. I know? mean, it is, again, I agree. I'm thinking about it now, and I know we're like just keep. I told you we can just. This can be a five hour episode. This could be. There's so. There's a, a lot. Did they get a cut of it first and okay it? Was there a worse shot that they didn't put in the ep- this? Because uh... there are three photos that I can find on Google. They use one on the document on the on the. On the I also looked those up after. Yeah, I looked them up. <laughs> of course, I again. Right. If you're sick like us, they're that they're there. If you want to see them, right the second you can pause. Go quick, take a quick look at the face, and yeah. come back and go like, oh, yeah, you're right, it's gross. I, yeah, I want to say for the record, though, too, because, like, I know you just look at it because you're insane. Yeah. I was looking at it hoping to find some kind of evidence, even though what what possibly could be found. Yeah, I mean, I get from it, From that. I understand. I definitely took a close look, too, because I'm like, did her face hit the steering wheel? Did she pass out? Did she get so drunk that she actually fell out, fell over? Right. 
Oh, but but again, like if I look at her face, can I tell how drunk she was? No, you can't. But yeah. that's the point of this is because it's so intriguing, you don't stop looking for answers and mm-hmm. you're looking for them in places where there just aren't any. Yeah, I'm going to watch the documentary again tonight. Oh my I'm going to go home soon, eat some <laughs> dinner. Maybe while I'm eating dinner, Gross. Be, you know, click go go on YouTube, guys. At this point, you you know, if you haven't watched it yet, after you listen to the us, it's out. It's, it's there. It's just it's uh, something wrong with Aunt Diane. It's and, waiting for you to watch and it and just click on it, and uh, and you'll see. There's just like what we're doing here. There's a zillion people out there, you know, with speculation. Yeah. And because that's all we can do. That's why it's the. That's why we're doing this too. Because I think. I think Megan, you did a good tr- job in the beginning, like yeah. laying out the story because a lot of them don't do that, and all we have is speculation. That's all there is. Because, um, and that's why I think we're all intrigued in it. It's like this horrible thing happened. Right. Everyone can think what they want to think, but I also look at the fact, and I know I mentioned like ten times already. Mm-hmm. No one, no one, not Jackie Hans, not Warren Hans, not Jay Schuler, not Danny Schuler. No one, even the you know. The uh, Bastardi family, the Longo family, even though they're definitely not, they're they're openly angry at the family, the Schuler family. If they had the somehow through the grapevine, through lawyers, through police, you know, someone like think about you're a cop and you know a piece of evidence exists, and you know the statute of limitations has long gone, the case is over, whatever. I would just like slip it in someone's mailbox or something, you know, just to like get it out there. None of that's happened because there isn't there any really, like smoking gun evidence. There really is nothing else to be, which sucks. No, there is stuff that we didn't talk about, like details we didn't talk about. So definitely, you know, further educate yourself. Reddit has crazy pages and pages of threads on this, um, just kind of about nitty gritty things that didn't necessarily mean anything for for the story or the narrative that we're telling. And again, not story in that it's not real. It really happens. A lot of people's lives got turned upside down. Yeah, but Reddit's but, good for that. Taking minor details and turning it into eighty-seven paragraphs. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna go down the rabbit hole and you happen to not be working tomorrow, have at it. And then you might never be working ever again because you're <laughs> never coming out of that rabbit hole. You're never. It's just not happening. But that's basically. That's basically. It. Is there anything yeah. else you want to add? I mean. Yeah, I want to go for another four and a half hours, but no, I have nothing, nothing in the realm of solutions. No, or, or even no solution. Or even like speculation. I can just keep repeating myself and just rewording it like, well, maybe, you know, that's where, maybe you know, this. That's where maybe the story this. leads you to go. You follow a thread and the thread always leads to the same right. accident. I, before I even, I don't think I had, I don't know if I'd started this podcast before I watched this. But before I even thought of ever doing this as like an episode, I wrote down questions for myself to look into later from the documentary alone. Like that's how compelled I was for an answer. There was no reason to like research it. Yeah. But I just, just for all the, all the people who lost their lives, like we have to trying to make it fit something yep. to make sense of it when it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. And YouTube is, again, watching the documentary on YouTube. Because when it happened in 2009, I remember, I do remember the day, because it was it, when it happened, and my mother making a comment about it. Because like, immediately it happened, 
And then, like, that's why Jay Shuler talks about in the documentary. They saw a bottle, and that was what they reported, right. and that's why they did this. And they were doing an autopsy anyway. I remember my mom saying, like, you believe that crazy, whatever, so-and-so. She was drunk with kids in the car. And, I, and that's all I remember. I didn't watch the documentary when it came out. I didn't watch it when it came out. I didn't either. I watched, I watched it, it last year. Yeah, last year. When you told me about it, you're like, man, I'm thinking about doing a thing. I was like, let me look. And someone, I got obsessed with it. Yeah, someone mentioned it to me, and I didn't really know. They just said, oh, have you seen There's Something Wrong with Anne? And I was like, no. I didn't really know what it was about. And then one Saturday, I was looking for something to watch, and I just watched it, and my head basically exploded <laughs> when I found out what the story actually was. So yeah, and then like I said on YouTube, if you want, like I said, you want to go deeper from that documentary. It's just like here's 500 million other things there's about so many, and it's again wild speculation. A lot of it is, and I'm sure maybe you feel this way or don't. Everyone hates she's a piece of garbage or whatever. I get it. I'm not saying because if she did do what maybe one of the theories is of killing herself, yeah, you're trash. But I like to hang on to the fact that it might not have been a suicide. It was just right. like horrible sequence of events if we don't know for sure i feel like it's hard to be like you know we can't sacrifice her i mean she's you know she's gone that's but at the end of the day (laughs) she still drank and then killed people yep so i i feel like you know that's how i feel about it i know i i also i understand the theory of like not the theory, but like the thought of maybe someone in her family thinks like maybe in an accident the bottle was flying through the air and like booze went down her throat. Like they really are. I mean, they really were trying to look for abscess. Yeah. Watch a documentary, and I want and I too, even though it's not my channel, not my show. <laughs> I want to read the comments. I will be in those comments going back and forth with you guys because I yes. I'm we can do this for. Ever. We can. So come to the True Crime Time Instagram. That's where all the action's going to be. Facebook seems a little dead. Not because, you know, anything gets Facebook. But everyone's on Instagram now. That's what we like to do. So comment. When I post new theories, Lou will be there. I will be there. You email me. I'll share it with Lou anyway. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We want to know. We want to know more. We want answers, even though you guys probably have as many answers as we do. True that. So... Thank you to Lou for coming back. Yeah. Hooray. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so you have some stuff going on. Tell us about your other venture, ventures, and where to find them. <laughs> now in some completely other news. Here's it's completely some... other news. Uh, changing so I, I have I do several things on the on the Instagrams. Several things. Uh, but if you want to check out my podcast, it is the Big Bucket of Chicken podcast on instagram the instagram is just starting to grow we're uh just put our sixth episode out on friday i just watched it today and it's doing very well it's nothing like this the big it's clearly it's called the big bucket of chicken podcast it is a comedy but we talk about anything Uh, i think you guys might like it uh we might talk about true crime but not in this tone there's no no evidence there's no theories it's just two fat faces (laughs) doing what fat faces do eating uh well, we could. I could bring food. You're on. gonna start eating. On I could, we could start eating chicken? on camera and on the microphone, which I think makes for great podcasting. ASMR. Uh, if you go to the big bucket, uh, the big bucket of chicken podcast, my Instagram is at an anxious man. I do post 
Insta- I haven't posted in a while, but I do post Instagram stuff if you guys are interested in like mental health and anxiety. Which and we all have. We Everyone. Now. I am riddled with it. If I didn't have it after watching the documentary, I, I mean, or before I had it after. If you want anxiety and you don't have it, watch There's Something Wrong With Anti-Am. <laughs> yeah. Watch Unfor- that. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's not, we don't, again, this isn't funny. We're not laughing at it. We're funny. You we and are I funny. Are funny we need to make jokes to get through it. This is how we get through it. True. That is true. I mean, obviously, the family, maybe not so much, but us, yeah. Probably them, too. I don't know. Maybe. Again, I haven't, I I will never reach out to these people. I, even if I, like, uh, even how easy it is to do it. Yeah. I would never bother any of them. Maybe Danny, but you have to understand, as much as he's a a tool, and you'll see it when you watch the documentary, he did lose his kid, and he lost his wife. And his wife. And uh, no matter what, it's terrible. It's terrible all around. So, not to, you know, still terrible. Sorry. Four, four hours later. Four hours later. <laughs> if you like this podcast, do me a favor. Rate, review, subscribe. This has been a massive bummer. <laughs> I hope that you guys have a good day and week. And that was terrifying. I don't know if you could all hear Lou crack his neck. It <laughs> sounds like it just straight up broke. <laughs> and then I'm going to have to get rid of your body. And that's terrifying. Okay. Which you probably know how to do. That's a conversation for another episode. <laughs> and that's it. So good night, guys. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to True Crime Time, where it's always time for true crime.